Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. everybody welcome back to the sip list i'm amanda and this is the podcast where we drink wine or whatever and count down our top five favorites of all the things and today i am joined by a friend as well as a brand new guest so i'm super excited about that um shanna is with us my true crime partner how are you dear i am doing great it's a fabulous sunday to fight some crime yes and then we can go watch Daisy Jones and the Six and yes. get lost in that that love affair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm wait. I've been waiting to watch it. I'm like, I can't wait, but I have to. I'm glad we're watching it together for people that don't know. So <laughs> we're we're partners and all that. Um, our new guest today is Kate, and I ran into Kate on TikTok, and she is a great TikTok creator um, that reviews documentaries for us and tells us what to watch and what her takes on them are. And um, I was like, hey, she did a true crime one. Want to come on my podcast? And here we are. So, Kate, say hello and tell the people about what you do. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um yeah, my name is Kate, and I basically am just obsessed with documentaries. That's, like, my one big character trait, right? That's what I do. Um, I watch a lot of them, not just true crime. Um, but I'm very happy to be on today talking about some true crime ones, because they are some of the best. Um, Indeed. Yeah. So I don't know, Shanna, you said we'd be fighting crime today. I don't know about fighting it. More so you know, gossiping about it, but <laughs> bringing attention to it, which in turn could make it solvable. Right. At least that's what Amanda and I tell ourselves every week when we record Crime Rewind. There you go. There you yeah. Go. yeah. I'm I mean, excited also, to listen to that too. I will say all the crimes or all the things that are in the documentaries on my list have all been solved. So spoiler alert, but if, if anybody has some unsolved ones, um, I have a couple honorable mentions that are unsolved, so we'll get there. Okay. Um, and so at the end, I will we'll tell everybody where you can find Kate's content, and I'll link it in the notes as well. Um, but it's TikTok Kate Reviews Documentaries, or is it Kate Reviews Docs? Kate Reviews Docs. Okay. Yeah. So and we'll go over that again at the end, but definitely check Kate out because, you know, TikTok videos are cool because it's like you can just get a little snippet, and I get – so many ideas on TikTok for 
all kinds of things. So. It really is is a tremendous place. And I found a lot of other people like you guys that are uh, just as obsessed with documentaries as I am. So it's been nice. fun. <laughs> yeah. And it, that's kind of how podcasting is. I've made so many friends, you know, really good friendships with people because we're interested in the same things and, you know, like to talk about them and podcasting's fun like that. So, yeah. um, okay. So we are here to do our top five true crime documentaries and we went with feature length documentaries not series on this one i would like to do a separate one of series so maybe kate if you want to come back and join us for that because um, there's a lot of good ones of those as well but first sunday afternoon let's talk about what we're drinking kate what did you bring i have brought a nice crisp glass of sauvignon blanc which, you know, it, what time is it here? Three o'clock? Oh, yeah. Three, three o'clock somewhere? <laughs> it's always wine o'clock somewhere. There you go. Sauvignon Blanc is my favorite white because um, it I don't like well. sweet. Yeah. Yes. What, what, uh, do you know what, what label it is? What brand it is? Yeah, it's um, Oyster Bay. Okay. You know, the like twelve ninety nine range. That's yeah. Generally where I stick around, so nothing wrong with that. I mean, I yeah. drink boxed wine a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. so. No, but it's delicious. So Savion Blanc is hard to find boxed because I think it's it's a more expensive one. Um I want to say Boda Box has one, but mm. I don't typically I typically get that in a bottle. So yeah. Shan, are you drinking anything today? I alcoholic or non? Non-alcoholic. I am drinking a nice glass of sun tea with lemon ice cubes. Did you say Sunny D or Sun Tea? Sun Tea. Oh, okay. Ooh. I was going to say, if you're drinking Sunny D, that would be... Just add some champagne to it and get real bougie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, supposedly Sunny D is coming out with seltzers. I saw a commercial for it and I was like... Like hard I, seltzers? Yeah, like a hard seltzer, but it's Sunny D. So wow. I never really liked Sunny D, so I'd probably stay away from that. But I mean, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, right. There's a market for it. <laughs> a little bit of nostalgia. The Sonic ones are good. I like the Sonic ones, but I'm from Oklahoma and Sonic's a state treasure. So <laughs> um, I'm they having a most cool, hard Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Well, the Sonic ones are good because like the cherry limeade one really just tastes like a cherry limeade, but, you know, with some alcohol in it. And it's that's good. Yeah, that sounds mm. good to me. Um, so yeah, I'm just having a mimosa with my, um, ever trusty Andre extra dry and <laughs> not, not with yeah. some ED. No, <laughs> I, so I don't really like orange juice. I mean, this is a way dark mimosa for me. There's usually just like a dropper. Um, but this is like fresh squeezed orange juice. So it was better. So I was like, mm. okay, we'll do it. Sounds good. Okay. Cheers. Yes. Cheers, everybody. Cool. I didn't know anybody still drank sun tea. I make it. I, I've never liked it. Really? Yeah. It, I don't like the, it's too strong or I don't know the flavor. I don't know. My grandma always made me drink it and I hated it. I, I make like fruit juice ice cubes so that way it kind of sweetens it up a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Like I'll freeze some lemonade and put it in there or. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Hmm. Man, Sun Tea. That takes me back to my childhood. 
I think that was like more of a Midwest thing, though, because I'm from the oh, South. Sure. Sweet tea everywhere all the time. Yeah, I've never heard of sun tea. I'm from the East Coast. Yeah, you just basically put tea bags in a jug and sit it out in the sun, and the sun heats it up. So probably, it, oh, any sugar in it or no? Not until after it's done. Oh. And then if you want to, you know, add some, you can do that. But I just use like the ice cubes. Gotcha. It just has a weird flavor to me. Maybe it's, it's because pungent. it's I guess it's strong. Maybe it's really mm -hmm. strong. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool beans. <laughs> I can't believe I just said cool beans. Okay. <laughs> um, so we are going to do a sip libs real quick. So, Kate, um, sip libs is just mad libs, but with whatever words we want to use as adult people. Um, cool. So feel free to say whatever we we have no censorship here but also if you want to use words like bowl and flower and whatever you go for it <laughs> all up to you I have, I have listened to a couple of previous episodes and they do get okay. quite raunchy they do so um we i try to tone it down a little for new guests so we don't scare anybody off <laughs> okay so this one is called serial killer Ooh. um now, it is a rule, so I can't tone this one down. The first adjective has to be certifiably fuckable. It's inside joke, a long-standing joke, and um, I can fill you in later, but that's that's the one we go with. <laughs> okay, so Kate, you get to go first with an adjective. Not the one I said. I already put that in there. But, so the first one has to be certifiably... No, I already put that in there, oh, so you now did. you can... Yeah. Oh, so now it's okay. up to you. Okay. Um, boozy. Ooh, nice. Okay. Uh, Shanna, a number. 44. Okay. Famous person. Ooh. I guess I'm going to go with Ted Bundy since that's what we're talking about. That is totally where my mind first went <laughs> to. Yeah. My my mind first went to Kim Kardashian, and I was like, no, let me. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, okay, Kate, a plural noun. Um, I'm just looking around my apartment. <laughs> right? <laughs> Worst um, case, if you can't think of something, I can randomize a word No, for it's it, all so. good. It's all good. Um, alpacas. Ooh. I don't have one, but they. I have alpaca painting. Okay. We're going to be friends, I can tell. <laughs> Shan Shanna, a body part. Uh, nose hair. Okay. A noun for me. I'm going to say cable ties. Or cable tie. Hmm. It, serial killer. Oh, no. <laughs> the next one is a serial killer. That's to you, Kate. Oh, um... The Golden State Killer. Oh my gosh, that's the first one I thought of, and I changed it to Ted Bundy. I, it's sad I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know his real name. I don't think anybody knows his real name. Oh wait, yeah, we do because he got caught. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, Berkowitz because I'm watching a Son of Sam documentary. Oh, oh nice. Uh, where are we at? Body part plural. Shanna. Uh, eardrums. Nice. Look at you churching it up. I'm so proud of you. I'm being so good. I know. 
adjective for me, I'm going to say skanky. I like that one. Okay. Kate, an adjective. Um, round. One. Shanna, noun. Clitoris. Nice. What's and plural for clitoris? Is it clitori? Clitori. Probably. <laughs> I, clitoris. I don't know. That sounds like too much of a mouthful. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. A number for me. I'm going to say 73 and a half. That'd be weird. How precise okay. of you. Yeah, I know. Uh, Kate, a noun. Toupee. Nice. And last one, Shanna, a number. Mm. 3.14. Oh, nice. Hi, A. Okay, here we go. Oh my gosh. Shanna, it's the story of Robert Forrester again. <laughs> I forgot we've used this one before. Okay, here we go. Robert Forrester was a certifiably fuckable man. He was always a boozy type of man. He never hurt anyone until 44 years ago. He was even the one who killed Ted Bundy. He used different things to murder people with, even alpacas. Well, that's <laughs> rude. <laughs> He even once shoved a man's nose hair into a cable tie. Mm. Oh, that would be painful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He was inspired by the Golden State Killer. He took souvenirs from his victims, such as eardrums. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds more like a geen <laughs> with the nipple belt. He was eardrum then... earrings. Eardrum earrings. Yikes. He was then caught by a skanky policeman because of the round smell coming from his clitoris. <laughs> he had over 73 and a half bodies in his toupee. He was sent to prison for 3.14 life terms. <laughs> All right, then. Robert sounds complicated. Very much so. He sounds like therapy would not help him. Yeah, I think he was beyond that. <laughs> Uh, when you're stealing eardrums, you're really invested in getting up in there. And tying people yeah. together by nose hairs? Or yeah. 73 and a half bodies in a toupee? Like, That's if someone lot. were to tie my nose hairs to someone else, like, <laughs> I'm just done at that point. Because it hurts too bad to, like, try and separate that. I mean, think of how close you'd have to be to someone's face. That's just... Oh, That's true. I don't even like to be close that close to my husband's face for more than a minute or two. <laughs> okay. Well, we are going to do our top five true crime documentaries. Uh, you know, Kate, this is our first time meeting you. So we can take a stab at think at how many we might have in common. I have seen your TikToks, so I won't really say because I kind of have known what you've talked about on some of yours. But yeah. um, I think Shanna and I will have probably one in common i don't know you said you might change yours up so i'm gonna say one just to be optimistic but i'm gonna go three think? that's what, what i was thinking okay 
Because cool. I found it really difficult to find standalone documentaries on true crime. Yes. Like, I, when Amanda first proposed this to me, I wrote this whole list. I was like, yes, this is easy. And mm-hmm. then she's like, it's standalone. I'm like, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had my whole list. Well, well I went to do, like, my top my top five on TikTok, which is where I think Amanda yeah. found me. I quickly realized I needed to do two videos, one for feature length and one for episodic because it's, and even, even coming up with top fives for those were hard. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's so cause many, there's so many and they're all very good. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. For the series one, it would be a lot harder for me for this one. I think I wrote down like 12 that I've seen that are feature length and that are specifically true crime. So I've seen a lot of documentaries, right? but you know, so, okay. Well, uh, Kate, we're going to let you go first and we're going to start your number five. What do you have? Great. So let me look at my list here. Uh, my number five is a documentary called long shot. I have that one on mine. Ah, number three. Woo. We're getting started already. I love it. Um, it it do we you want me to just yeah, like yeah. give a little synopsis? Okay. Yeah, or tell um, us what you love about it, what it's about. Yeah, so it's actually a shorter one. It's forty minutes long. When I looked back, um, so it's still technically feature length, but it's you know, it's it's bingeable. Um, it's basically about this guy named Juan who was wrongfully arrested for uh, killing a young girl just because of like a fluke in in evidence. And the uh, sketch artist drew a sketch similar to him. Um, you know, somebody else said they, they saw him there, but in all reality, he was at a, what baseball game was, a Dodgers game that night. And he kept saying that over and over again. Like I was at a Dodgers game with my daughter, with my family, I did not do this. Um, and they didn't believe him. So he would went to trial um, and he was, he the possibility of going to jail and getting the, the death penalty in this case. And um, lo and behold, he found this lawyer who retraced his steps that night and said like, we're gonna do everything we can do to figure out your alibi and through a lot of really interesting tactics that they used. Like they found his tickets that night, they found uh, where he was sitting, they found footage that was uh, like B-roll from um, the game that night. They scoured over hours and hours of footage. It ended up being B-roll from an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm that was being filmed at the baseball game on that very night that happened to just capture this guy walking past the camera in one one instant. And that was like the smoking gun. That's that's what got him acquitted. And I just amazing. thought it's fascinating and how interesting that that is how they proved his alibi. Well, it's amazing that anybody would even go to those links because, you know, that that was it's like the which is the series but the don't fuck with cats people the links that they went to to help you know get this guy behind bars was like i always say if i ever go missing they're your people call them <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, um, 
Yeah, long shot was good. It was on my long list, but not my not my top five. So, Shanna, it was your number three. Yes, it was number three for me. I mean, it's definitely an interesting story, and it's not something you hear a lot. So, I would definitely say, people, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, I didn't write it down because it's not in my top five. What's it streaming on? Netflix. Okay. Yep. I tried to write down on my top five where at least where I saw them. I don't know if they're all, they're probably not all still going to be on there, but you never know. So, all right. Awesome. Well, you guys are starting off strong. I like it. Shannon, do you have anything you wanted to add? I think she pretty much covered it. I loved how it started off and I love how they presented it kind of like all the facts. And you're like, oh, he totally did it. Totally did it. Totally did it. And then Mm -hmm. it starts shifting. You're like, wait a minute. And then it, you know, by the end of it, you're like, holy crap, this guy totally would have gone to prison for the rest of his life, possibly the death penalty, had someone not taken it under their wing and made sure that, you know, like this lawyer really believed in what he was saying and basically went to the ends of the earth to prove him innocent. And like, it makes me think how many times there are people out there that are arrested and convicted who have public attorneys who aren't willing to do that and they do spend the rest of their lives or they are on death row just because they can't afford an attorney that, you know, is willing and able to go to the ends of the earth and has the financial resources to do that. I'm one of those people that doesn't think the value or the quality of your defense should be dependent upon the money that you have. Yeah, like, it shouldn't be. Because you have horrible people that do terrible things that can afford a fabulous attorney and get off. And then you have people who don't do it for, yeah, durst. You know, like they have all these, you know, lawyers and things that can basically buy a defense. And then you have people who can't afford that. I mean, they're plagued Mm -hmm. with the, you know, does my family sell their home or to pay for my defense or do I take my chances with a public defender? And a lot of them are under the impression. A lot of them are like, I didn't do this. There's no way I can go to prison. There's no way they can convict me. I didn't do this. You know, so they put their hands in, they put their lives in the hands of people that are overworked and underqualified to take mm-hmm. on the defense that they're doing and they're paying the ultimate price for it. So I'll, I'll say there's a great documentary called Gideon's Army. And it's not necessarily, I wouldn't consider it true crime, but it it's all about public defenders and goes you know into their lives and you're spot on Shanna like they're totally overworked and they want to believe the best in people that's a thankless job um, <laughs> yeah they don't make a lot of money um yeah because they get paid by a- the state they don't get mm-hmm. you know or the county or I don't know actually how that works but if it's the county or the state but yeah Either they're way, not not a lot <laughs> they're in it to try to make well most of them, I think, are in it to either try to make a difference or they're going to run for public office because there's no right. other reason you take that job. Right. And so either way, you're getting someone who wants to help you but doesn't have the resources or doesn't really give a shit about you. They're just using it as a stepping stone to be, you know, a district attorney or, you know, on the court or something like that or governor. Right. <laughs> right. So. And I will okay. say with regards to Longshot, I don't mm-hmm regardless of how good his lawyer was it was like a million and to one mm-hmm. thing that this footage was found. like it was just crazy to me that that all this was found and that he was yeah know, acquitted so it's 
it's a i mean i hate to use the word miracle but it's like it's a miracle I mean, it, is. it is it is because he could that could easily gone the other way and yeah um okay so then shanna what's your number five athlete a Ooh, that is also my number five oh. yeah <laughs> it's not on my list but it's on my uh honorable mentions yeah, I thought this was incredibly done. Like, I remember being a teenager, you know, like early teens, being so enthralled with the gymnasts and mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, these are our superheroes, you know, and they, and then to come to find out all of these horrible things are happening to them behind the scenes. And they essentially were faced with either keep enduring what they're enduring or speak out and lose their career, something that they have been working so hard for their entire life. And a lot of times they don't have anything else to fall fall back on. You know, this has been their life for so long. So they were like, it seems like they were victimized and re-victimized and then re-victimized again in order to tell their story because people are like, why didn't you come forward sooner? You know, like, shut up. Well, you also have to think that a lot of these, especially the the older women now, like the younger girls that have come out and spoken out, it, I think they know better now because of where we are as a society. Mm-hmm. The older ones, they probably didn't even realize that that's what's hap- that's what was happening mm-hmm. to them, or that it wasn't part of what they were supposed to endure. Because exactly right, you know, like the Carolis. I'm. That's another thing I was so glad to see exposed is what monsters those people are and i'm so glad that that camp was you know shut down and that larry nasser's behind bars and just like Mm -hmm. you know um yeah it was it's such a well-made documentary even though it was heartbreaking you really got to see like what they went through and it had to be so hard for them to tell their stories and being from the hometown of like i don't know if you guys are familiar with chow's gym they did they trained sean johnson and gabby douglas okay they're from iowa and they trained here in iowa and like you constantly like there's a lot of comparison between the differences between the carolis and chows because you see you know it's not so militant it you know you see the girls and they're having fun and you know they go on excursions as a team to like amusement parks and you know it's like they encourage them to still be kids you know instead of commodities when i was gonna say most people see these women when they're at their prime right like in the Mm -hmm. olympic championships and like they look perfect they're acting perfect they're you know the best gymnasts in the world and you would never you would never think that something like this was happening behind the scenes and so i think like you said amanda it was so well done in that they they really portrayed sort of these girls that were at the height of their career Mm -hmm. (laughs) even at like 16 17 18 but like had this shadow of just a terrible experience behind them and i keep when i think about like the torture that these young girls had to go through i keep getting visuals of that i can't remember her name Carrie Sprugs or Carrie whatever. Strug. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. When she was forced to vault with that broken yeah. ankle. Like, oh, she's a hero. No, she's a victim. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, she's a hero for being able to do everything, but uh, like that was just that breaks my heart every time people share that. Like, oh, you know, be more like Carrie and fight through the pain. No, she was being abused and screamed at and violated and should not have been forced to do that. Like, right, don't and for teach your girls to be like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Oklahoma City, and so like, Shannon Miller's from my hometown and we had you know OU has a really good gymnastics team so we have some decent places there and for training and you know I know it's like every everything I've heard about it's good but it always makes you question you know when you see like the Caroli ranch and stuff yeah because back in the day everything you heard about the Carolis was good I mean look but yeah. then it was just measured by the results right like, you didn't have any kind of information on what was going on behind the scenes and I think now that all of these things have come out I think it's opened up a lot of people's eyes to not just pay attention to the results um but to you know see the training and everything that goes into it and I honestly think that with the downfall of the the Carolis, it's kind of there was always like this behind this the curtain you know like mm -hmm. we didn't see any of that stuff and it created this mystique and mm -hmm it put these gymnasts on this platform. And I kind of feel like, like gymnastics doesn't have that luster and that allure like that it used to, mm -hmm. you know, like it used to be like, Oh my goodness, they're on Wheaties boxes. And, you know, like they used to broadcast the, the qualifying events to get to the Olympics. It was this huge thing. Like people would crowd around their TVs at night to yeah. watch these Olympic events and people just don't do that anymore. And I wonder if it's because, you know, we found out how horribly these athletes were treated and we Maybe. don't, we feel like if we continue to, to put that kind of pressure on them, then that behavior might continue. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, it's like when, what's her name? It wasn't Gabby Douglas. Um, Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Thank you. You know, when she decided to step back and take a break and people just like crucified her of that. I'm like, do you yeah. have any idea how her life has been? Like, and it's okay to be in a, like, I think people forget that just because you may have a certain level of privilege or status or wealth or notoriety, that it's not okay for you to still, it's like, what are you complaining about? You're rich. Okay, well, everybody has issues and everybody mm -hmm. deserves to take care of themselves however they see fit. And I think that makes you smart, so. And hats mm -hmm. off to her for having the the courage and self-awareness to to recognize that that was something she needed to do for herself because you know that when she made that announcement there were 30 people behind the scenes saying this is going to destroy your career you're never oh, going to do yeah. this again you know and she still took care of herself yeah i have a lot of respect for that yeah me too and i think people forget that a lot of these sports you know especially gymnastics and figure skating and if you're not on your game, these can, you can die. Like these can be yeah. life ending or life changing injuries that you sustain if you're not fully in it. So kudos to them for, yeah. Okay. Well there, we had that one in common, which we kind of, uh, cause I, I had to message Shannon. I was, I was like, does this count as true crime? I think it does, but I wasn't really sure. So yeah, it's like, you know, I, I mean, it was definitely criminal. So <laughs> that's for sure. Thank God he's behind bars. Yes. Um, okay, so that was my number five. So now we're going to move then, Kate, to your number four. My number four is... Okay, so my number four is 
abducted in plain sight? That is my number one. That is your number one. Okay. That is so messed up. That not your choice. Not you, but the the movie, yeah, the story. God. I'll say this too on my TikTok. You know, I talk about documentaries like this that are disturbing, and people will comment and say, "How could you get so much joy out of talking about somebody's effed up situation?" And I'm like, "I'm not getting joy out of it. I'm, you know, like reiterating a story and like telling you how I feel about it." So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's it's. I don't. I mean, I know that true crime kind of has been glamorized, and you right. know, I mean, I've been into crime stuff since I was a kid. But you know, once this whole true crime phase phase kind of started, there are definitely people that have glorified, especially after that Bundy movie came out with, mm-hmm. um, you know, Zac Efron. It's like, okay, but most of us still remember these are actual people that died, and we're not. I watch it to learn from it and yep. to look for warning signs and and also just to remember that there are people that suffered these things and we shouldn't forget them, you know. Oh, I'm okay. not taking joy in it, but you no. know. And like with the subducted with plain sight in plain sight one, like a lot of times victims will just internalize it because they're like, oh, this has got to be, you know, I'm reading something into the situation that isn't there or mm-hmm. I'm making a mountain out of a molehill or whatever. But if people were to watch like abducted and in plain sight, is it ridiculous that the parents didn't catch on sooner? And, you know, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. but you know, looking at it from the outside in, sure. Like if my neighbor asked me to give him a sloppy disinterested hand job in a car, I'd be like, eh, no, but you know, he, they were so wrapped up in this life, you know, that it's hard to to look at it from a bigger picture. But if one person were to see that and then be like, you know what, something like that happened to me and it was wrong, but I didn't feel like it was wrong at the time. But now that I'm older and it gives them something to compare yeah. to, like a lot of traumatized people don't realize that they were traumatized until they see it happen to someone else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how fascinating that that woman, uh, who was the victim in this story is an actress i forget what she was in um but she was kind of in the limelight for some time which i thought was like an interesting factor in the story i'm gonna look it up yeah did you end up watching either of you end up watching friend of the family i haven't watched that yet i want to it was Um, it offered a more in-depth i mean obviously it was dramatized because it's a series and it's you know actors and stuff but like it went in more in depth and I, do, I I don't have a barometer on how much of it was added for dramatic value and sure. whatnot, but it, it was crazy. Oof. I like, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on dramatized things. Um, they can be done so well, but they can also just be terrible. Um, I so like Dr. Death. I mean, <laughs> As far as it being a dramatization, I thought it was really good. Yeah. You know, anyway, sorry. No, you're good. I So that's, I haven't driven into friend of the family, but I've heard good things. Just the fact that this girl could be kidnapped by the same person twice is just like, how does that happen? This, the documentary, or not the documentary, but the, the series kind of explains how that happened. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know how much of that is dramatized and how much 
you know, yeah, is based on fact. But the daughter, Jan, is actually one of the executive producers on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's and cool. it's she it, she offers little like snippets of information and stuff at the front and the end of each episode. So I figured if she's involved with it and she actually helped produce it, right. it's got to be pretty close to the facts. I would think so. You would hope so. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so that, that wild, album's... wild story. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, that good. one was on my long list. I didn't put it in my top five, but it, I could definitely easily swap it out with another one and put it in there because it was a, a good one for sure. Yeah. You know what else I liked about it was that it almost had cult like vibes like i also mm-hmm. really enjoy cult documentaries and yeah. while this guy the neighbor didn't necessarily lead a cult i if i remember correctly he was like a religious leader in the community they're ldc or lds yeah yeah so he sort of like ingratiated himself and like you know gained the trust of the community and that played a played a definite role in sort of why For things sure. happened the way they did and so that that piece of it intrigued me as well. Um, yeah, I used to really like the cult documentaries until we're kind of living in half <laughs> of one. And I was like, because because it's weird. You you watch those and you're like, you know, like Charles Manson, for instance. I can see during that time and the drugs people were on and how like the charisma, whatever he had, how he could suck people in and you know take naive people boys in for goodness sake well i know (laughs) uh dre if you're listening charles manson's a good dude (laughs) inside joke guys we don't think that that's not a real (laughs) i figured we were we were talking about something and he thought i meant i said we were actually talking about brian wilson and what he had to do with charles manson and dre thought i meant marilyn manson and he was like (laughs) Well, well, Marilyn Manson's a, or he didn't say, he's just like, Charles Manson's a good dude. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, from what I've heard, he's actually a really good guy. And I was like, do you think I mean Marilyn Manson? He's like, oh my God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can see the panic on Dre's face too when he realized it. It was, uh, it was classic for sure. It was me and Kendra with him. And we were both, I I would like to go back and watch the video just to see our faces, mine and hers, because we were both like, huh? I don't Wait, think what? that means what he thinks it means. <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, you know, sometimes you can kind of see how maybe a cult can suck people in, but you really don't think you're like, oh, that could never happen to me. It's happening to people that we know and think are normal people. So it's like I think you know, it, like I think it really mass hysteria. Appeals, I think it really appeals to like lost souls that. Yeah. You know, didn't yeah. have the best upbringing. Yeah. And they're looking for that sense of family. And I mean, to begin with, they don't really have a good sense of what it feels like to belong. So mm-hmm. belonging to something crazy is better than not belonging to anything at all. Right. That's, and well, if, you've got that, if you've got that many people, it can't be bad. Right. If bad, that many people wouldn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be part of the revolution. Everybody no. wants a free haircut in Nikes. Y'all <laughs> gonna drink the Kool-Aid or have a standoff with the DEA and then you'll just be notorious. So. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Save your quarters. Um, Hail Bop is coming. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are we on? Are we on number four, Shanna? Uh, yeah. Yes. 
Okay. My number four is American Murder, The Family Next Door. That's my number three. <laughs> no way. We are all going to have the same ones. <laughs> I don't have that one, but I did enjoy it. Like, you could see, like, the systematic dismantling of Chris Watts' story. Like, yeah. even really- the neighbor was like, he's acting shady. Yeah. The neighbor was like, he's like, just look at him, man. He's all twisty. He never acts like that. <laughs> and he's kind of sweaty. You know, <laughs> even the neighbor did. He's the, knows he did something. He's like, he never backs his truck up, you know? Right. That's why I just act weird all the time. So that way, if I, my neighbors <laughs> never notice anything. I mean, I'm not a, a killer or anything, but, you know, just act weird all the time. That way nothing stands out. If you start acting normal, that's when you're in yeah. trouble. I, for me, it, the family annihilator stories are very interesting to me because i'm really interested like like for me if i could figure out one thing ever it would be the psychology or psych psych like the chemistry Mm -hmm. what goes on in a person's body and mind that makes them able to kill someone let alone their entire family right right because like for chris like let's say him and shanann had a fight and she said i'm leaving you and he Lost his temper and strangled her. Totally disgusting, not okay. But you can kind of see where maybe somebody might get so blindly enraged that they... It doesn't make it okay, but it's something you can like almost have closure with. Mm. It's the driving your two daughters out to the middle of nowhere and being able to sit there at a table and say, she asked if I was going to die like Cece and begged me not to and begged to see her mommy. All what like that? I vomited the first time I heard about that because it was like you know, and I honestly don't. That wasn't think impulsive. That, <laughs> I don't think any of it was impulsive. I think all of it was either. planned. I think he planned it all because, and I think his girlfriend was in on it. I think she knew way more than what she played off. I think so too. Yeah, I agree. And it's just so tragic, and mm-hmm. and the way they tried to make Shanann look like she was the problem, like uh, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. care if she was a raging bitch. Get a divorce, dude. You don't kill your whole family. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. And and that documentary was well made. The way they kind of put together the pieces of everything. And, mm-hmm. and can you imagine being Chris dad having to go Ugh. into that interrogation room and, and have, know that your son did something, but you don't know the details of it and having to ask him knowing you're going to get the answer. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I could not handle that as a parent. Because no matter what your child does, you love them. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. but you can also be disgusted by them. I mean, you can still love them, but still want them to have to face the consequences. Absolutely. It's not just the heartbreak of losing your daughter-in-law and your two grandchildren. You've lost the entire image of a child that you raised and thought they Mm -hmm. were different than how they, you know. Yep. And then you have to live with the, you know, is it something I did as a parent? That oh made God, them like yeah. this, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. There's This doesn't have anything to do with this, but anytime I can talk about this book, I will always tell people to read it. Um, and actually, it's a book that's been banned in a few states now, so people are talking about it again, but it's um, 19 Minutes by Jody Picolt. I could never oh. say her name right. I haven't read it, but I've heard about it in the last couple of weeks. Because of it's... Of One course. of several, I can't remember what state it's in, but like, 
like 10 or 12 of her books are on this ban list in this one school district. Florida. Probably Florida. Uh, but 19 Minutes is about a school shooting. And it tells it from many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So you, it, it's a really interesting story, but it's really detailed and like, you know, talks about the shooter's parents and how they react and, you know, victims and people who are friends and like all the stuff that this kid went through. And if I could make it required reading for every like eighth to 10th grader, I would. If I were president, that's the first thing I would do. Because it, it does make you open your eyes to not excusing school shooters by any stretch of the imagination, but just how it affects all the different people in the scenario mm-hmm. and also how mm-hmm. people can be driven to do something like that with like the right, you know, nature and nurture scenario. I know my cousins are Columbine survivors and they actually, um, my youngest cousin actually made it a point to read Sue Klebold's book. I read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's heartbreaking. That's the mother, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of one of the shooters. Yeah. Dylan Klebold's mom. Yeah. Yeah. And they read the book Columbine and, um, two of my oldest cousins, they were actually, they had walked home for lunch that day. I mean, they never do that, but they were walking home and they were actually walking back to the school when it went into lockdown. My two oldest cousins were able to do that, but my younger ones weren't old enough to have open campus for lunch. So they were still in the cafeteria. I mean, imagine being, you know, two teenage boys and your two younger sisters are in a cafeteria where there's an open shooter going. I mean, I can't even imagine. Oof. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But off to- off what you were saying, but also just kind of about if you want to see something and kind of see different perspectives and not just from the victim or from the, because it even tells it from the shooter's perspective, from his former best friend and his former best friend's mom is the judge on the murder case. Oh, wow. And she used to be friends with the boy's mom, the shooter's mom. And it's just, anyway, it's a whole, it's a very interesting story, but it, I think it shows like how you can have compassion in certain situations. And then also maybe, yeah, everybody's like, blame the parents, blame the parents. Well, most parents aren't like, oh, hey, my kid is a screw up and messed up psychologically. Oh, well, some parents are, but most will care. Yeah. Most most of the time, they're not actively ignoring a volatile situation. They just don't know, especially mm-hmm. with social media. So, and there's another good book and movie. Um, it's on Netflix, but the book is called "The Luckiest Girl Alive." Yes. Oh yeah. I read the book, but the book yeah, the is book way was... better than the is movie. It? Yeah. Yeah. The movie didn't do it justice, in my opinion. Yeah. And I love. But Mina, for people Mina who Mina don't Mina. really like to read. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch. Yeah. <laughs> The problem is in the in they didn't show her involvement. Not not involvement. That's not the right way to put it because she wasn't like directly involved. She was a lot closer with the shooter than the movie showed, and there was a lot more nuance to it. But yeah, if you mm-hmm. don't want to read, the movie is still decent. Mila Kunis is great in it. Um, but yeah, that's another good one because like one of the bullies of the shooter ends up being like this motivational speaker and mm-hmm. hasn't told everybody that he's done some pretty horrible things. And it's like, no, you don't get to do that, bro. Come on. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, okay. definitely take it take a peek at it. It's yeah, it's worth a watch. Good um, 
And, uh, okay, so American Murder was my number three. Um, my number four is uh, from 2017, and it was on HBO, so I don't know if it's still on there, um, but it's uh, Mommy, Dead, and Dearest. Yes. Um, Not that, on my list, but also great. Yeah. That story is list. just so hard. First of all, Munchausen's, again, is one of those things that just boggles my mind and makes me wonder how I I feel my personal opinion is that psychological disorders like that are more genetic or chemical than we really know or believe that they are you know I think nature and your nurture has a lot to do with it but it's just yeah it's awful and you know the girl had her helped kill her mom but how much more was she supposed to endure Right. You know, like I think they said she's up for parole this year. Is she? Yeah, and I think they're talking like she's probably going to get out. Gypsy Rose, Gypsy Rose, yeah, Blanchard. It's just, I don't. I feel like as a kid in an abusive situation like that, it's like, what are you supposed to do when nobody listens to you? All the doctors believe your mom, and you know it's in your medical record. So who's not going to believe it? You know? Yeah. It just I I can I can sympathize with her because I'm not saying it's okay to kill somebody it's obviously not but also at what point how long was she gonna live like how much longer was she gonna live in that scenario right on all those medications and like yeah yeah unnecessary medical procedures and yep. yeah I mean think about the depths that the mother had to go through to like conceal yeah. all of that stuff like yeah the multiple doctors the hiding of the pills, like all of that yeah. stuff. It's really deep. You're yes. right. It's totally psychological and not, you know. And I feel like some of the blame needs to go on that dad too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. It was easier for him to just kind of turn the other cheek and, mm-hmm. and not question things because I don't know, he, him and Dee Dee didn't get along. So, you know, they didn't have a great relationship. So, you know, from all accounts, he was just kind of an absentee parent. Right. But had he been involved, he might have seen some of these things. Right. Yeah. You know, asked some questions because I watched a couple of documentaries, too, where he was like, well, one day she was fine. She was playing. And the next time I visited her, she was in a wheelchair. Yeah. I would be asking like, some questions. Right. You're not right? going to question that. She's like, oh, OK, well, you know. Her leukemia got worse or whatever. Okay, but what happened? Yeah. yeah. Luckily, the healthcare system is getting better about being able to recognize those signs. And they offer training and stuff on it. Um, I mean, I only worked in eye care. And we had to take classes on trafficking to know to recognize mm-hmm. the symptoms. So they do. They, they try to, you know, know a lot more about child abuse, about Munchausen's, about, you know, what to watch, what to watch for, see if someone's being trafficked. Because it's like, how many people could have been saved if? But nobody wants to believe it. Nobody wants to yeah. believe that a mother is Would capable child. of doing those things. And I actually have another one on my list that is going to be in that same reign. Because and again, I think that, a lot of it had to do crazy. with the fact that supposedly her records were lost in Hurricane Katrina. Right. Well, now yeah. everything is you know computerized. So there's really no losing records anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and this is one of the ones where I think that so the dramatized version of it, the act, 
mm-hmm. was very good. Yeah. I yeah, I watched that too. That was good. So, okay. So let's see. Hey, we haven't, we haven't knocked out any more of yours, right? So we should be on your number three. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you're keeping track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're try. all intertwining. I know, which is great. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. This one's a little bit of an oddball, so we'll see um, if it crosses over. And the, Amanda and I were talking at the top of the show that, you know, true crime documentaries can be so overwhelmingly emotional and can really bog you down. And especially just because of the the, the nature of the crimes and things like that. So I wanted to put one on here that is not so gruesome or gross. Um, so it is Sour Grapes. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. You have you seen it, Shanna? No. Okay. So this is a about a guy who basically creates fake wine and sells it (gasps) to people who are like master collectors and sommeliers and things like that. He profits millions and millions of dollars off of um, these massive collectors by mixing uh basically mixing like cheap wines and like other additives and stuff and he like corks the bottles in his own apartment and basically scams the entire wine market out of hundreds of millions of dollars and so i love a good like scam artist story and (laughs) this is a great one and it's it's appropriate because i do like wine as well so um (laughs) yeah so it, it's crazy story, but uh, not necessarily more uplifting than the others, but definitely not but as gruesome. It's not stabby. <laughs> correct. Correct. Uh, is it, what's it streaming on? Do you know? So you can find it on YouTube. Okay. Um, it might be on one of the other. Well, I am going to look that mm-hmm. up because I heard of it. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen yeah. it, but. I'll go watch it now based on your recommendation. Yay. Let me know what you think. Uh, yeah, that one sounds like, okay, I could watch that and kind of be like, oh, wow, but not. I mean, right. yeah, you feel bad for people that are victims of financial fraud for sure, but nobody died. So. Right. And wine's involved. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, Shanna? Has... My number three was long shot. That's correct. Right. Okay. Uh, and my number three was American Murder. So now we're uh, mm. to number two. Okay. Is that me again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've already um, done ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess this this follows along the same sort of uh, scam artist uh, theme. But my number two is The Imposter, which is on Netflix. Is that the... And- Anna, what's her name? One? No. no? Is this the one where the kid like claims he's the abducted? Yes. Yes. Have you seen it? Yes. I haven't seen it yet, but okay. I know. I'm like, the dude's 19 years older than your missing brother. You know that's not him. (laughs) I know. So it's, I mean, it's my number two because it's just so outrageous. Yeah. The way that it's told in the documentary, I just, it is on Netflix. Um, Okay. It, the guy, the imposter, quote unquote, is interviewed throughout the entire documentary. Like it's him and he's telling us 
the viewers like why he did what he did and how he did it um which is fascinating to me like you don't get that very often right um, but he basically what was he i think you said 19 right tried to yeah um you know convince a family who had lost their son who was maybe i'm looking it up now 13 like nine well yeah he was like he, he was not off. Went missing yeah so he tried and he was like he was french and the family was from texas so he tried to pretend like he was this boy from texas and somehow the family believed him for some period of time which <laughs> is just wild to me um so it's just it's another interesting example of like getting into somebody's mind like you said amanda mm -hmm. like figuring out yeah. what makes them tick and why they do what they do it was it and was then the plot twist at the end on yeah. why the family is choosing to believe him yes i know and i like i don't want to spoil it yeah okay yeah don't because i haven't watched it so yeah i will i will do that okay all right good one um okay shanna mine is going to go along with the scam artist theme as well i'm going tinder swindler yeah yes that's on my honorable mentions that that was just unbelievable Oof. to me like how many messages on facebook do i get a day from dude that's like hello hello my pretty and i'm like yes mm -hmm. you know like, first of all no <laughs> i'm a nigerian prince would you like to are be my you bride? yeah and like i seriously had this one guy i'll have to send you guys the screenshots because it's absolutely hysterical <laughs> this guy was from jamaica and i basically he was like well what do you like to do in your spare time like and i was like i like to you know go online and fill up an application for a mortgage and then right before i hit submit i delete it and yell ha you know just like going <laughs> off on this dude and like he kept calling me cherry and I'm like, I don't like cherries. They're gross. I want you to call me lemon. So he started calling <laughs> me lemon. And it was you by the end of much. it. By oh, the end God. of it, we were engaged. Nice. <laughs> but he didn't uh, take you like on his private plane. The no, but he was like sending me pictures of him with a kid. And I was like, do you know how dangerous it is to send strangers on the internet a picture of your child? Yeah. Oh, God. He's like, do you have any kids? And I'm like, boy, do I? They all are in my freezer. <laughs> and that still so, didn't this is all tracking with your like stay weird so nobody thinks anything's up right exactly yeah like i will i will share you guys the screenshot for you guys it's it was a good time i was on pto so i had plenty of time that's why i stay chubby so i'm harder to snatch <laughs> my grandmother flat out told me she was like if somebody is ever dumb enough to try and abduct you just throw yourself on the ground like they're not getting you up i'm like good point and then she was always like if someone's gonna sex you assault, sexually assault you yell at them that you have aids oh yeah and i was like that's great grandma but what if they're like that's okay me too that reminds me of ferris bueller's day off which is like to whoever is broken into my house i have a gun and a scorching case of herpes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it Although yeah maybe not who knows <laughs> you but that guy like... is still out and about isn't he the tinder swindler yeah he yeah. got away yeah it's just disgusting because he's probably doing it to someone else hashtag hit me up 
<laughs> you I'll break like, your streak. <laughs> for for four easy installments of ten thousand five hundred and thirty two dollars, I can be your I can be yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wendy sells chicken nuggets by the family pack. <laughs> That's when you know you're balling, right? Yeah. Oh Larry's god. like, I heard right. that. Oh, Larry's her her little doggy. Larry's yeah. like, what? Dude, what? What chicken nuggets? I love them. My doggy won't come up the stairs, so I'm up here by myself. I want some chicken nuggets. Um, so I had Tinder Swindler on my honorable mentions. That was that was a wild ride. I definitely was like, because you're watching it, going, how could these girls be falling for this? But then it's like, well, you know, again, it's easy to play armchair quarterback and be like, well, I would have done this, and it's like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Um, I gotta say that that. Documentary probably ruined it for any future Tinder swindlers because I think oh, people sure. are, you know, <laughs> women are be like, yeah, that sounds like a scam. Yeah. Okay, so my number two, um, we're going to get a little more serious because my number two is super heartbreaking, if not more heartbreaking than the Watts family story, in my opinion. Um my number two was on Prime. Uh, it's from 2021, and there's also a podcast, and it's called Broken Hearts. Oh, that one destroyed me. This this story is probably one of the most devastating things I've ever heard. I've listened to the podcast twice. I've watched everything about it because it's it's family annihilator, but it's the moms. And so for so for people that don't know, um. It's Jen and Sarah. They were a married couple from the Northwest, and they adopted in total five black kids from two different families from Texas. And so the adoption system was super messed up. Like they had family they could have stayed with, um, but yeah, you know, the moms. One of the moms was a drug dealer, and yet I, I don't remember all the specifics. But they adopted all these kids and. One of the kids got famous during, um, it was right at the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, and I can't remember which death it was, but there were they were at a protest, and the little boy had a sign that said free hugs, and there was this picture of him hugging a white cop that went viral. Mm. So they got kind of famous off it, and it, anyway, the moms, um, you know, CPS starts checking them out because the kids are showing up at school with bruises and they're telling their neighbors they're being starved. And ultimately, um, Jennifer drove them to California and drove them all off a cliff and they all died. And I believe the one boy, the boy who came kind of like the famous poster child, whatever Devante, they still haven't found his body. Um, but So, yeah, they they gave the kids, like, Benadryl. Um, Jen was drunk. Sarah was on Benadryl. And it it's hard, but if you... There's so much involved in this story, and it really sucks you in about... It, it kind of goes to about how people post their perfect life on social media. Mm-hmm. And behind the scenes, it's nothing like that. Because Jen would stage photos of the kids and all this stuff, like... And, you know, I think the race thing definitely plays into it. You've got this white lesbian couple. Look at how amazing they are. They're fighting for social justice. They've taken in these five black kids who 
actually had family they could have lived with, but it didn't mm -hmm. work out that way. And, you know, the adoption agencies in different states weren't good at communicating. So it was kind of like how Bundy got away with stuff forever. If CPS got involved or the school got involved, they just moved to a different state. I mean, they yeah. moved all around the Northwest. And when it caught up to them again, they just packed up yeah. and moved. And am I remembering correctly that at least one of the children was special needs? Um, or am I thinking I of something else? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I haven't actually watched it in a while. Um, but there is a podcast. I want to say it's like six or seven episodes, and it's called Broken Hearts. It's H -A -R -T -S. yeah, that's where I started. And then the documentary is on Netflix, but it's just ugh. wow. I haven't heard of that. So I'll it's add that. Just the worst story. It's so heartbreaking, and you know the fact that this slipped through the system because again, it's like oh. Look at these white savior moms taking in all these black kids. There's no way they could possibly be hurting them. They're moms. They're lesbians. They're white. There's no, you know, right. it's all of these stereotypes that you just, and yeah, you definitely don't get the moms. Yeah. Um, and obviously the fact that they drugged them all and themselves means that, you know, they didn't want them to be scared. They knew this, but it was like whatever desperation she felt was just... So anyway, it's a story that sticks with me. It just hurts yeah. my heart so much. Um, but the documentary is well done. You get a lot of interviews from different people. And definitely, if you want to know, like, full, full into it, listen to the podcast. Okay. So. It it almost reminds me of um, There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane. Yeah. Have seen that one? Yeah. That one is ooh, crazy. I know. Um. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So I think we are down to number one now. We know Shanna's was abducted in plain sight, right? Yes, it was. Okay. All right. So Kate, what is your number one? Possibly even sadder. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I hate to end on a sad note, but it's, it's, okay. it's the best one. It's Dear Zachary. Oh, uh, my God. Have you read yeah. the book? No. No. Oh, I have book? a copy of it. I'll pass it around, Robin, if you guys want to. It oh. oh, that one is so devastating. Talking talking about a story that has stuck with me, that one, like, is just like ingrained in my yes. heart. Like so sad. Like I thought the whole thing was gonna be about, you know, um, teaching this little boy about who his dad was and stuff, and then you get to the yeah. end and you find out that he's dead. And you're just like, oh my god! Well, like that destroyed me. Yeah, yeah. That that's a tough one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but anything was, to do with kids I, is tough. I know. I think it was very well made, though. It was made by the dad's friend. Best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And so lots of like really intimate interviews with family and friends and stuff. But the way it was formatted, like you said, Shanna, like you don't see a lot of the stuff coming. Um, yeah. Which is why I think a lot of people find it incredibly impactful and emotional. Um, the book was written like, by the grandfather. The Zachary's oh, grandfather. David? Yep. Oh my gosh, I need to read it. Yeah. I found it on um, Thrift Books for three ninety nine. Oh, wow. nice. I get so much stuff from Thrift Books. <laughs> yeah. 
It's the best. The reward okay. system is above par. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, man, okay, that is a yeah. good one. It's a bummer, but it's definitely a good one. Um, it yeah, on my honorable mentions, but didn't make my yeah. top. So, my number one, it, there's a few different documentaries about this, and it's you know a fresh story in the past few years, but it's um from 2019 it's on hulu and it's called untouchable and it's about harvey weinstein mm -hmm. so it interviews uh, rosanna arquette is like the main name that's in it that they interview but there's a few different documentaries about the whole weinstein thing but yeah. this one was pretty it felt more personal and like heart-wrenching yeah, you know um, but I'm so glad that that was finally exposed. And I, I hope that that's a turning point for Hollywood and for, you know, because it's a thing people always joke about. Who do you have to sleep with to get that role? No, like people really had to do that. And I don't know if anybody watched Blonde on Netflix. No. But yet. there's some um, short but graphic scenes in that of her having to do stuff like that to get into the movie business and it's like yeah so untouchable is a good one um yeah i mean another one that that is you know you don't get enjoyment out of watching it right but it's a story that needs to be told yeah and it's yeah and i definitely get enjoyment out of the idea of harvey weinstein writing in prison <laughs> that too but but yeah i just i think it's important for people especially victims and women but also any victims of anything but especially of sexual violence sexual harassment to be able to tell their stories and not be ashamed and not feel like it was their fault or like they allowed it because right. there's such a stigma around that and i think the more, just like with athlete a the more people that can come forward and tell their story and say hey i did the right thing then that's going to allow other people to tell their their stories too mm -hmm. right Absolutely. and i think with the whole hollywood thing a lot of people were on before it came out they were like oh that's just the way it goes i mean look yeah. what the look at the career she got out of it you know she made yeah. millions off of her that doesn't matter that does not matter it right. doesn't matter if their career was amazing or whether their career was a giant flop it shouldn't matter what they did to get the role. They shouldn't have to do anything to get a role other than right. focus on their talent. And mm -hmm. for so long, it was just accepted that that's the way it is. And unfortunately, it tarnished so many women's careers. Like the, you know, if someone got a really good role, how many people now are joking around saying, who'd she sleep with? No, she got that because yeah. of the basis of her talent. Right. You right. know? It's turned into a joke and it's, yeah, you know, it's sadly not a joke. Like Jennifer Lawrence, everybody jokes around saying, oh, she, she did Harvey Weinstein a bunch of times, you know, to get her roles. Did she? I don't know. But that shouldn't impact her career one way or another. Right. I agree. And she's and a good actor. So, you know, that's it's a like... disgusting thing for him. If that's how he has to get women to sleep with him because he's a disgusting person. Of course it is. Being. Yeah. He looks like fucking Pumbaa from The Lion King. <laughs> hey, that's an insult to Pumbaa. Exactly. He's like, Are you aching? Yep, yep. For some bacon. Yep, yep. 
I love that song. He's a big pig. You can be a big pig too. Oi! I love Pumbaa. Larry kind of reminds me of Pumbaa. Yeah. Like dog is Larry. He's a Chinese crested hairless. Oh. He's bald. <laughs> he's dainty and cute. No, he's fat. He's rotund. Do you watch, uh, Kate, do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I did for a long time, but I haven't watched the last several seasons. Did you see the season where Christina had the dog, Mrs. Rodriguez? No. Okay, never mind. Larry looks like <laughs> Mrs. Rodriguez. That's what Have I was you ever going seen How to it. Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Yes. Cole. Okay. Cole. Oh my gosh, okay. But Larry's <laughs> a fat version. Because <laughs> he's part beagle, too. Oh, man. Oh, interesting. That's funny. Like he's my baby. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we, we did have some decent overlap and then, you know, brought some new ones to the table. Kate, did you have any honorable mentions? Several of my honorable mentions were in your guys' top mm-hmm. five, which is great. Um, and like we said earlier, my honorable mentions sort of rolled into um, docu-series as well. Because mm-hmm. I will, and, and maybe we'll do this again. In which case, I would love to suggest docu-series. But yeah, I would Jinx, love to do that. The Jinx mm-hmm. is like my all-time favorite. Is that the Robert Durst? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like all things. That. But it's several episodes, so it can't fit in this. Gotcha. Um, the only other one I think I had that we did not mention was The Inventor. Um, and that's the one about um, Elizabeth Holmes. Mm-hmm. who had the uh, Theranos company that yes. was going to, like, prick people and, like, take their blood at, like, Rite Aids across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was kind of scamming the whole thing. I like that Course. one. Rude. Okay. I haven't I I watched that one. I know the story, but I haven't watched it, so I'll have to... I'm writing down some I haven't seen. Um, Shanna, do you have any? Not that weren't already mentioned. Okay. Cool. Like I said, I had a hard time diving down to like standalones mm-hmm. because I think that mm-hmm. true crime has evolved so much that in an effort to satiate people, they are making longer, yeah. you know, episodic true crime documentaries rather than the standalone, you know, just ones that, because I don't feel like you. Well, a lot of them can't be told shortly. Right. And I think that people feel like if they watch a one episode or one, you know, segment, true crime, they're not getting enough of the story. People feel like if they don't have multiple episodes, then there's got to be something missing. And I think that's, you know, I think that's true. I think they have to wiggle it down a lot. But there's some cases that don't have enough information out there to warrant a full, you know, docu-series and that's what these are great for um but i would like to see more you know of the cases that don't get like the ones that we cover on camera one that don't have enough information out there for a long series but there's definitely enough information for like a one and done and get it out there so people can can see it and you know open their eyes and that's that's where i'm at with it Well, we talk about cold cases only, too, so that's kind of a, you know, if there were more information, they probably wouldn't be cold cases. Right. (laughs) Um, 
Well, and that whole, the whole, you know, series and how people want more and more, I think we can mainly thank Making a Murderer for that. That was like, you know, not to say that that didn't exist before, but that was like off the charts, popular, got people. People were having watch parties. Yeah. I mean, I, I binged it in like two days. I I couldn't stop watching it because I was like, what is going to happen? And Kate, did you listen yeah. to the true crime episode that I sent you that I did? Part if you did the, okay, because I was going to do the pop quiz for you that I did for Tim at the beginning. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know if I'd be able to. So, basically, I say a name, and you uh-huh. tell me if you, if you think they're guilty or not guilty. Oh. So, in that case, we'll start with Stephen Avery. Who can I play too? I haven't done this. Yes. Okay. See, that's a tough one. I know. First instinct, Oof. guilty or not guilty? First instinct, not guilty. Okay. Shan? I say guilty, but not convictable. Mm. Agreed. That's how I feel too. That is also how I feel about this next one. Scott Peterson. Oh, staircase guy? No, uh, that's a uh, different Lacey, Lacey Peterson. Peterson. Lacey Peterson that was pregnant. Her husband got convicted of murdering her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How how young are you? <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of what the documentary is called. That's what's going through my mind. There's one called The Murder of Lacey Peterson that's on Prime. It's like a series. Yeah. Uh, you know, as soon as you said Lacey Peterson, I knew what you're talking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he's guilty. Okay. Shan? Same. Like, guilty, but not, he shouldn't have been convicted. I think he did it, but they absolutely did not prove that he did that. Yeah. So. That's, that's the interesting dichotomy. Yeah. That's what's hard for me, because I'm fairly certain he did it. There's just no way he did it the way the state said he did, and there's Mm -hmm. no way he should have, if we want fairness in the legal justice system, he absolutely should not have been convicted. And I think there needs to be a more clear cut because a lot of times when people are acquitted, they're like, they found me innocent. No, they did not find you innocent. They found you not guilty, which means they could not prosecute you or they could not convict you. That doesn't mean you didn't do it. Or only convict you of certain things, right? Yeah. Pieces of it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, So then this next one, this person is no longer in prison, um, but I'll still get your take on it. Adnan Syed. Oh. First instinct, not guilty. Anna? Innocent. I think, I don't think he did it either. Yeah. Again, you know, documentaries and obviously serial have a lot to do with that, but I've also read Rabia Chaudhry's book, so Mm. yeah, it's related to him, so um, there's also another podcast that wasn't as popular as Serial, but Rabia was on it. It's called, I think it's called Undisclosed. Yep, I, I listened to that. And it was way more into the scientific aspects. Mm-hmm. So they talk a lot more about DNA evidence and, you know, blood pooling and all the all the scientific stuff that really goes to show it at least didn't happen the way the state said it happened. Yeah. So. I'm going to write that down to listen. Undisclosed. Undisclosed, yeah. Um, Last one. Um, 
Casey Anthony. <laughs> Is it bad that I just laugh? Because um, <laughs> it's, so po- it's so polarizing. I haven't even brought myself to watch that that new documentary yet. Don't. She's full no. shit. Yeah. It Amanda like, and I, for like a split second, we're like, wait a minute. And then we're like, no, yeah. she's fucking dumb. It was like made by her, wasn't it? Or yeah. By her or something? Uh. I mean, my gut says she's guilty. But there's so many factors. I know. Shanna, what do you think? I think she's guilty, but I think they got it right by acquitting her. Because I don't think there was enough evidence. Mm. There was reasonable doubt, definitely. Mm. I think she did it, but I think it was unintentional. I don't believe all the stuff she said about her dad, but I am guessing that either she drowned. Well, no, because I think the stuff is saying she couldn't have drowned. I don't know. I think either she drowned or Casey killed her accidentally and didn't know what to do. I don't, I don't think she planned it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a shame though, because if this, if that's true, at this point, she's so caught up in a lie that, like, there's no going back. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was a drowning because, I mean, if it were a drowning, your first instinct, okay, this is an accident. I need to call nine one one and I need to get my child help. Like, well, I think she was already dead by the time they found her. Like, but even she, if she, I mean, as a mother, like, if you found your child in the pool. Even if you thought she was dead, wouldn't you call nine one one out of maternal instinct? Just a to, regular person would. Yeah. yeah, she's not a regular person. She, I think she probably was drugging the child, like whether it was with Benadryl or you know just so she could do whatever she wanted to do and sleep and party and hang out with her friends and stuff, and then yeah. her daughter would just sleep. And I think she probably overdosed her. I don't think it was like mm-hmm. chloroform because I don't think Casey's smart enough to use chloroform or figure out how to make it. But I she mean, Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> and come to find out chloroform is in a lot of cleaning products. The same stuff that makes chloroform is in a lot yeah. of household cleaning products. Oh, that's interesting. So, hmm. yeah. So, I mean, she might have been just like, want- yeah, it's disgusting. Okay. But um, So the only, um, sorry, sorry, that was like off topic, but I just wanted to ask you since I was like, if you hadn't really listened, I was like, let's, I did no, that pop quiz. On- they're, they're tough. They're, yeah. They go either way, some of them. Uh, the only other honorable mentions I had um, was the Central Park Five, um, which is very good. Heartbreaking, yeah. but very good. Um this one's old. It's from 2002 and it's just called Biggie and Tupac, but it's a documentary about mm. the murders of them. So that's like my unsolved one. Still bothers me to this day who killed Biggie. Mm. And then I I cannot remember how to say her name correctly, but this one's on Netflix. The I am Vanessa Gillian. Gillian? Oh, yeah. yeah. Gillian? Yeah. I can't remember how to say her yeah. name, but that's the race so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good doc, too. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully we've given pe- people some stuff to watch, but again, bummer alert for most of these, other than <laughs> the the two that are not not stabby <laughs> or murdery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kate, why don't you kind of tell everybody again what you do on social media and where the best places are for people to find you? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. First, this of was all. so much fun. It's been so fun and. It makes me very happy to hear that we had several crossovers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, we're all, we, we all like true crime in, in a similar way. Um, yes. But yeah, so you can find me over on, mainly on TikTok. Um, my TikTok blew up in the last two weeks. And Good for you. It has been quite fun um, to see all of the passion and the interest around uh, true crime, but also just documentaries in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to post every day, um, but oftentimes what I'll do is post at the end of the week and say everything I've watched that week um, and sort of you know, a brief synopsis of it and whether I think it's good or something that other people might want to watch as well. So um, for folks that want to hear about new documentaries, ones that are that are coming out or um, older ones that I'm watching just now and, and reviewing, um, my TikTok is where you can find those. It's Kate Reviews Docs. And um, because of the, the uh, rumors of TikTok, being banned i have now started an instagram which i it's like kind of backwards but whatever um so i'm on instagram as well under the same handle so that one day whenever tiktok goes under i'll have another platform (laughs) good but yeah join me we talk all documentaries you know true crime funny sports celebrities yeah And I would definitely, I mean, if if you want to come back, I'd definitely love to do the docu-series true crime, but then also non-true crime documentaries, because there's so many good ones out there. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. Just about, it just really depends on what you're into, but, um, oh, I wish I could remember this one. It was on Netflix, Spoiled. Did you watch Spoiled? Is that what it was called? Mm. I think mm-hmm. it's called, it's several different episodes and it's all like ones about the avocado farming industry. Oh, ones about yeah. like how they do the um, grapes for wine. And it's, yes, it might not be called spoiled, but it's something like that. Rotten. Rotten. Thank Rotten. you. Rotten. Yeah, there you go. That's a really good one as well. That one was good. So there's, yeah, lots. If you like documentaries, there's a lot out there. So, yes. um, I will share links to TikTok and Instagram in the show notes. And then I will put a TikTok. Um, I will put a TikTok out and tag you and I'll tag you on Instagram. So hopefully people can find you and Hey, maybe it. some of your people will find me. Hey, I'll share it right back. So I, um, uh, this is fun. And then Shan, um, do you want to talk about crime rewind for a minute? Absolutely. And I'm sure Kate will appreciate this too, but I commented on uh, one of James Renner's videos, the guy that's like a true crime addict and the Amy Mahalovic investigation and stuff. I don't know know who that is. I'll look him up. Oh my God. Love him. Anyway, he like liked my thing and like added me. I was like, yay. I know like total fangirl moment. Um, Hey, that's awesome. (laughs) So, you can find Amanda and I every Tuesday morning on Crime Rewind. Um, so that drops every Tuesday on most listening platforms. And we'd love to have you on there too, Kate. It's it's a fun one. Um, I, I need to listen to some of those because it sounds like you guys have dug up some really interesting cases. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think, we're, I think we're like nine episodes in now, maybe ten. We're and... going to record ten later today. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and they're pretty short, so that's they're mostly under an hour. The simplest typically is about as long as we're going now, so yeah, um, they're a little bit shorter. But yeah, we're just you know cold cases, trying to bring attention to them and, and stepping on other people's toes doing it. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> oh really? 
Yeah, and it's yeah, a gut I'll, reaction I'll kind you. of thing. Ooh, like where I I, re- I research the case and then Amanda hears it for the first time and I it mm-hmm. gets a fresh perspective on a case that hasn't been beat to death by the media and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, you get someone's opinion who's done dug in and done the research and then someone who knows nothing about it. Because sometimes those gut instinct reactions open completely new doors when you hear about a case for the very first time. So sure. it just makes me think talking. about um, only murders in the building. If you yeah. watch that. I love uh-huh. that show that they like that they step on toes in terms yeah. of trying to solve the murders. We are stepping on all the toes. And you don't care. I love that. It. it was only one time. It was one podcast and they, anyway, they can <laughs> kick rocks. Um, they can gnaw upon my fuzzy taint. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, um, stay tuned for the things that are coming up on the sip list. Um, this one should be dropping in not this week, but probably the week after. So I guess okay. I, Kate, I'll be sure to tag you and everything next week. We'll be dropping top five most important women in history, according mm-hmm. to me and Shanna and two other people. And yeah, Sh- Shanna's list will throw you for a loop. So at least listen for her. Choices. I misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Now I definitely have to listen. <laughs> well, it'll be out by now, by this time. So she comes out swinging with Eve. <laughs> From Adam and Eve. <laughs> and Bonnie Parker. Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> and Claire Huxtable. Okay, well, she counts. I just wasn't yeah. thinking fictional characters. So yeah. I didn't set that parameter. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, Kate, thank you again so much. This was so much fun, and I really hope you come back. Um, And then everybody else, have a great week, a great day, and when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Just keep sipping. Just keep sipping. sipping. Yeah, I know.